Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shane needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1984 the news is just not uh, going away at the moment, unfortunately, for Willie Rioli, because we've had another event crop up this week. I'm Honey Badger 35, and I will be joined today by Miguel Sanchez to talk about it. Miguel, how are things? Hey, man, how's it going? Oh, Jesus. We're just, starting early. Sorry. <laughs> just got my hands on uh, on an ounce of uh, uh, evidence, and yeah, just been sitting here watching uh, Finding Nemo. And uh, playing Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi totally syncs up, man. Totally syncs up. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, Miguel's in a good state of mind. That'll be great, having his sharp legal knowledge on this case. We're also joined, as usual, by Keys as well. Keys, how are things? How's your frame of mind? Hopefully a bit better than Miguel's. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great Tuesday morning. I sort of woke up and turned the phone on and looked at the Twitter feed and first message was, Willie Rioli. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? Mm. And, uh, yeah, so it's sort of probably not as dire now after some of the dust has settled a little bit as what it appeared at Mayabrain Tuesday morning, but still a a few decisions pending at the club as to what might happen with his future and and, and how they handle it. But, um, yeah, stupid is as stupid does, I think. It was one of the... uh, Sillier things the poor boy does is done, and he's done a couple. What was Vozzo's term? Some some very poor decisions or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a uh, bit of an understatement. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a it's a real shame. What like, compared to things some of our other players have done and and what have you, like, he's made some really poor decisions to cover up something that's not that significant. So. At the end of it, he smokes a bit of dope, but he's missed two years of footy for it and potentially might may yet have his time at the club ended. But uh, we'll wait and see, I guess. Yeah, Keys, much like yourself, that was the first thing that I found out about it is I rolled out of bed and I got a text from one of my mates and it said, you hearing this stuff around Willy Rioli? And I just thought, oh, Jesus, because even just with the way that's framed and everything, I thought, is it a rumour? Has he transgressed again? What do I need to look up? Where where are we going with this? So, of course, immediately jumped on Bigfooty and, yep, confirmed right there in front of us. He's been caught at the Darwin Airport heading to the Tiwi Islands with some marijuana on him. Uh, not the best look at the best of times, certainly not a good look when you're serving a drugs ban for tampering with a sample that contained marijuana. So things starting to come a little bit full circle now for Willie and, and I guess, Miguel, we might as well just get stuck right into it now. So... Obviously, look, the story is what it is. He's been caught at the airport with some marijuana. We know about the ban. The disappointing side of this for me is several fold, but I suppose the first one is just how close he is to the end of his ban. He's up in Darwin. Uh, There's word that he was meant to come back to Perth a while ago, 
But he's only up in Darwin because of the COVID closure and all of this situation. So he's even further away from the club than normal. And with just one month left until he could actually rejoin the group for training, he's he's gone and transgressed again. And uh, yeah, Miguel, it's all all sort of blown up on his face. Yeah, the the timing's really disappointing. Yeah, although the uh, the actual seriousness of the offence seems to have been well, maybe overblown at the start. It sounded serious, but then the uh, the Darwin magistrate didn't seem to think it was that big a deal. Sort of gave <laughs> no, him a, which a slap on. Remarkable, yeah. right? Like no fine, yeah, no just, anything. Yeah, slap on the wrist. You've been a bad boy, and don't do it again, or at least don't get caught again. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest surprise for me. But yeah, I think it's it, we saw Vozo come out and give the press conference uh, the day the news broke, uh, and that sort of painted it in a very serious light and you know it's being talked about in terms of um will his uh, contract be torn up basically but as time has gone on and we're only probably 48 hours out of that now but i, I think yeah things have cooled down a bit the, the finding in the magistrate's court obviously has, has uh has helped but it's looking uh, more and more like you know, we'll keep him on and he's on his absolute last chance but uh, he'll have to win back the trust of the playing group, which will be his biggest challenge, as well as weaning himself off the pot, I suppose. I think you've you've nailed it there in that it, it's the trust factor now that's probably what's got to come back. And people have different stances on how seriously they think, you know, how serious of an indiscretion they think this is. Now, I don't, I'm not bothered if you've got some pot, and I think it's a bit of an open secret that there's a lot of football players that do a variety of drugs. Some of them get caught and publicised, some of them don't, but we're all sort of meant to act like we don't know but we know that there's a lot of footballers that do sort of you know they're up to this sort of stuff for me you're smoking a bit of pot it doesn't really bother me I'd like to think you'd be smarter than taking it through an airport but whatever but keys the other side of this story I think and given that the the courts have now had their say and they've said very little to be honest and you know from a legal perspective Willie seems like he's free and clear Asada don't want anything to do with it the AFL seemingly don't want too much to do with it either the other side of this that's really disappointing to me, though, is that trust angle. And I think it's best highlighted in the fact that this incident occurred at the back end of April, I think the 23rd of April, and the club found out about it on Monday. So you're talking genuinely weeks later. He's not informed the club. He's obviously ashamed about what he's done, but that's not really good enough. And the biggest hurdle, at least from my perspective, and perhaps even from Miguel's perspective, is regaining that trust. Well, Keyes, not informing the club is a very bad way of going about it. Yeah, I think out of all of this, I think that's probably the bit that's done him the most damage, at least in, with the club, in that, you know, he's, he's sat on this for, you know, the best part of, of, of three weeks without informing them of what's going on. And, you know, by and large, the club was blindsided by it. As I seen his press conference, they'd found out in the last 24 hours, there's a couple of media clowns circulating around saying they contacted the club on the Friday beforehand, which may have been the case, but I think they might have got a, an inkling that was was something. My best guess is that they might have seen a court list for the following week on a Friday and seen Willie Rioli on it without knowing which Willie Rioli or, you know, if it was the Willie Rioli and maybe started making some inquiries. You can rest assured they weren't sure of it because if they knew for, for that, they wouldn't have waited till Tuesday morning before the story broke. So... Nonetheless, the club was pretty much blindsided by it. And, you know, as I was scrambling on, on Tuesday, you know, trying to find out what was going on, you know, a lot of what had happened was unclear. They weren't sure what the ramifications were or anything like that. So I think in light of what Willie had done in the past and, and hadn't been up front with them in terms of the drugs testing 
fiasco and, and hadn't really let them know what was that was might have been an issue then as well. It just becomes problematic now. I've had a bit of time to try and contemplate why he might not have and things like that. It was I was sort of said it was a bit of a shame and you know, I thought it might go away, which obviously it was never going to. Now, I have some sympathy with Riol, not that he I'm not condoning what he did, not telling the club, but I think sometimes, you know, people have faced in their lives they have a they screw up and you you think the obvious thing is to come clean. But that's not always that's not easy for some people. I know I've I've known in in my life I've made mistakes and, and you sort of think, well, geez, you know, maybe in time you'll be able to fix it and people won't know about it or, or whatever and what was a little problem becomes a bigger problem and you, you sort of face the problem of or, or not perhaps challenging yourself for it and not facing up to the problem and and just do it, just hope it goes away. And and I think maybe with Willie in this situation, he's knows, he knows he'd, um, he's screwed up and just didn't know quite the way out of it and who to talk to or and, and embarrassed, I guess, is another thing that Fozzo said he was. So doesn't excuse it, but I can sort of understand it. I mean, we all love Rioli. I love, I just, I love watching him play footy, but no one's going to accuse him of being a, uh, a Mensa candidate. He's just a pretty simple down-to-earth guy that loves playing footy and he, he perhaps didn't know how to handle it. And, and the fact he was in Darwin and uh, T.R. Owens is a long way away from the club. There's not a lot of support around him. So hopefully he can uh, can speak to his teammates, speak to coaches and admin and things like that, try to explain his side of it and do what he can to sort of win back the trust of the group and and repair uh, the relationships that he's, he will have damaged. And the club give him a chance, even if maybe if he was a, a less talented player, he might not have been considered for that chance. But, yeah, it's uh, – see how we go. It can actually, just on his embarrassment, it can actually be a symptom of if he's suffering from anxiety or depression or something, that can be a symptom of, you know, just an inability to, to deal with things when, when it goes sideways. So um, that just adds another layer of complexity to it. You know, if he is a drug addict, that's a mental illness issue. If he's sort of self-medicating for anxiety and depression, that's a mental illness issue. So – yeah, just just adds that extra layer to it. I suppose it's easy from the cheap seats as well to sort of say, here's what you should have done and here's what yeah, they might have yeah. done and all of this. But, I mean, look, ultimately, I suppose, look, what, what's done is done. Key's touched on an important element there, I think, or an interesting side of it, which is given his ban, given the lack of access to the club and, and access of support from the club and this sort of thing, I've seen a few people kind of point the finger at that. Now, you can only do what you can do. If the guy's banned, he can't be around the group, so I fully understand that. But maybe that played a part in it. You know, he's lost some support structure in his life. It's where I think we're all sort of falling on a similar side of things here where we kind of want to get around this kid and and support him. But he has made a shocking decision and eventually the rubber has to meet the road. You kind of got to own your choices. As I say, it's easy from the cheap seats, but the decision here seemed pretty cut and dry. Uh, Nonetheless, Miguel, look, basically what's done is done, as we've said. So where do we go from here? Because we've seen Simo today have to address it. And Vozzo, of course, addressed it over the last couple of days. Simo says, it's really disappointing. There was a meeting with the CEO this morning. That's Thursday morning. We'll meet with the players and the stakeholders and come to a decision in the next week or so. It's not up to me. It's up to the club. So uh, I suppose we'll tackle this one on a a two-pronged sort of uh, front here, Miguel. First of all, what do you think the club would do? And then secondly, if it was solely up to you, if you were in charge of this whole scenario, how would you handle Willy Rioli's 
return to the club or you know sacking from the club would you add on a penalty would you wrap your arms around him how do you navigate this situation uh it's a really difficult question to answer from the cheap seats because so many factors in that that we're just not privy to uh, and the biggest one which we've talked around for a bit is the, the view of the playing group and whether willie has lost their trust and and to what extent and whether that can be gotten back because you know, probably it's not completely irretrievable at the moment but it, it might be they may have just had a gut full of this and the distractions that it's caused and there was a lot of chat earlier yeah. on around the around the initial incident with the, the tampering with the test and all of this a few years ago i know obviously as fans i think we were all really disappointed with it from obviously what happened but the timing as well because it, it felt like it almost derailed a season having that happen when it did and there was talk that the players certainly elements of the playing group were none too happy with him at the time yeah exactly so yeah difficult to know i mean that'll be a crucial factor in what the club does but yeah i think as as the week's gone on as the dust has sort of settled personally i've come around from the view of uh, initially i thought yeah geez that might be his last chance he might be out now to more of give him the opportunity to to um, make this good again but he's he's on his absolute last chance so i think slash hope the club will look at it that way. Um, but, yeah, it depends on really what the, the playing group and, and I suppose as well what the, the board and probably the sponsors will have a big say in it as well and what their views are. It's um, it's not just going to be about you know, Willie and and the footy department and their views. There's, there's a whole lot of other stakeholders to be involved in that. Um, but, yeah, it's a, a real delicate knife-edge situation. Um, there's a bit of probably bias on our all of our parts, I think, because one, you want to see him really, as, as footy fans, I want to see him playing for the Eagles again, um, absolutely. And uh, equally, don't want to see him playing for, you know, bloody Richmond because you know that oh, if we if, if we do, if we delist him, they will absolutely snap him up in a heartbeat. You could take that to the bank. They've got two of his cousins there already. They've taken on, I think, every player that we've, uh, that we've had deregistered for bringing the game into disrepute, they've taken up, so... Um, What's one more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't want to see him playing for Richmond. I do want to see him playing for us again. So yeah, really um, want to see him back. But it's a question of yeah, whether that can, whether he can come back into the playing environment and uh, and what he's got to do um, to get to that point. But yeah, we've, we've got a bit of time to decide. I mean, uh, if you wanted to sack him, you'd want to do it in time to um, be able to fill that spot in the mid-season draft. So that's probably the deadline, and I think that's two or three weeks away. So they've got that time to weigh to weigh it up. But hoping, putting my footy fan hat on, hoping that they do give him one last chance, but it would be one last chance. I think I pretty much echo your thoughts on that, where early in the week I thought, personally, I didn't want him to go, but you couldn't begrudge the club whatsoever if they pulled the trigger on it, unfortunately. You know, he's, he's put himself in that situation. He's kind of made the decision for them. But uh, keys for myself now, again, yeah, look, as Miguel pointed out, we are biased. We do have... Uh, an investment in the club and the kid's a talented kid so of course we want him to play for our club and I think you know we all just like watching him play anyway so I still want him to be kept but Miguel is right in pointing out it's the last last chance if he were to slip up again I just don't know there's any way back from that you'd have to unfortunately cut your losses there but for yourself Keys, if it was solely up to you how do we handle this going forward yeah look I think the deal breaker for me is the playing group if if they were to say um, as a collective, look, you know, he's done, their, done his dash with us and we don't want him back, then I think the board, to me, is ob- absolutely obligated to um, to move him on and I would support that. 
whilst they, they'd be pissed off, I don't know that the players would probably be pushing one of their mates under the bus quite like that. That's sort of my qualification to this. If if the players said he's out, then as far as I'm concerned, he's out. But I'd like to see the club back him. Yeah, he's made a mistake. At, at the core of it, he's smoking weed, which in light of what we've seen of players at their own club do in the past and players um, at other clubs more recently, I think I look at, um, say, Sydney Stack, for example, that broke... COVID restrictions on the Gold Coast and got in a fight outside the kebab shop, outside the strip club, and then doubled down and broke curfew restrictions when he returned to WA at a time. And in, the one in the Gold Coast was at a time when his actions actually jeopardised the competition as a whole. That's the sort of thing where I think that, that's much worse than what Rioli's done. We've got Dugowie, who's still yet to face sexual assault charges, still running around playing as if nothing's happened. So I think there's scope for the club to turn around and say, look, he's made a mistake. Let's put our arms around him and support him. I think there's more upside for the club in supporting a player than turfing him out, particularly because, as you know, I said, there's going to be one other club, and most likely Richmond, that will <laughs> pick him up in a heartbeat. So if you want to say, well, we're going to teach him a lesson, well, like, I don't think sacking him sort of does that. I think just moves the problem to somewhere else. I think, you know, let's do it. Let's own it. And let's say, well, we're going to support the guy. And we've got time on our side. I mean, even disregarding the, the mid-season draft, you can't actually return to the club until the 20th of June. Anyway, that's still, that, that hasn't changed. And you can't return to play until 20th of August. So we've got a fair bit of time where we can say, look, come back, get yourself right. And, you know, before the end of the season and things like that, if he hasn't pulled his head in, well, you move him on and you can... He's contracted until the end of 2022. Look, if he comes back and he doesn't pull his head in, just say, look, we're going to put you on the trade table. Why sack him? You're sort of just cutting your nose off to spite your face. You might as well... You, you, You could quite easily at the end of the year, say to Willie, look, mate, we gave you a chance. You haven't really taken it. You're not showing the commitment to the club that we wanted. We are, we're going to put you up for trade and we're going to move you on. And then you, at least you, you get maybe something out of it. And alternatively, you know, best case scenario, he pulls his head in, he does the right thing and we've still got to go. I mean, whether you put a, a penalty on him because you, you, you don't want to be seen as that like doing nothing, and you say to him, look, you, we're going to get you back playing, but it's not going to be this year. The AFL might come over the top and, and say, we don't want him playing this year, which is, I can understand that. That might be fair enough. But you've got, you know, two or three months to make that decision and let him come back and get himself settled back in Perth and, you know, do the work on the training track and, and away from the club with some people around him in Perth to get his things, get his his life back on track. So that's what I'd like to see the club do. If it was up to me, that's what I'd I'd be doing it. But um, keeping on a very short leash, I do see uh, there was a report in the Herald Sun or something that he's offered to um, undertake weekly drug tests, which um, I see as a positive. If we can clear it past the um, Players Association, that's something they should do. All right, guys, to wrap this one up for the Willie Rioli chat, do you think that Willie Rioli plays again this season. I think we were all in the yes camp prior to this latest incident. I think we all wanted him to come back for round 23 or final, something like that. Do you think Willie Rioli plays football for the West Coast Eagles AFL side this season, Miguel? 
No. I, I think just because the, the AFL will just give him another sort of suspension or two-week suspension or something over the top of what he's already got, and that'll make it too late for him to work his way back into the side. Keys? Yeah, not this season. Uh, next season, but not this season. I was going to say yes before you guys said no, so I'm not doing this just to be contrarian, but I will say yes. And But as you've all pointed out rightly, it comes down to the playing group. If they trust him, he's in. And if he's in, he should be available. I don't see otherwise. If they don't trust him, he's out full stop. So it's not a matter of whether he's not picked. It's a matter of whether he has a job with us or not. So I will say yes, and fingers crossed we see him again. But uh, yeah, he's not making things easy for us just at the minute, young Willie. All right, guys, that will do it from us at the moment for the Willy Rioli side of things. Now, we do, of course, have the main pod as well coming up. Wherever you found this one, you'll be able to find the main podcast where we're going to chat all things West Coast Hawthorne. We're talking about the latest news, non-Willy Rioli news, of course, injuries. We're doing heroes and villains, and we will preview the game with the Crows later on in that one as well. So if you're on this channel and you enjoyed the uh, Willy Rioli chat, or if you just want to jump on and listen to the main pod, that's where to find it. Same place you got this one. Click on that one, and we'll speak to you very, very soon.